Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to the celebration of morning Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang. And this Mass is offered as a funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of James Casey. Unfortunately, his wife, Beth, is not able to be with us here today because of weakness, as you can imagine. And we especially remember her in our prayers today. Welcome uh, Jim's brother, John, uh, who's here with us. Welcome to his daughters, Jacqueline and Valerie, and to son Jim. Son-in-laws, uh, Graham and Jim. And to the grandchildren, Mark, Declan, uh, Dean, Melissa, Jordan, and Abby. Welcome also to all family members who are here with us, many friends of the family, and many people who wish to be here for this occasion. Especially I want to welcome uh, representatives from Trinity High School here, 
uh, some of the pupils and some of the staff uh, who are with us uh, today. Uh, and to also welcome Father John Clark uh, from the Camboni Fathers, who is here in the congregation as well. We're here at Mass uh, today to say uh, farewell uh, to Jim. Uh, he was, as you know, a great family, mem uh, family man, but also very well known in our own local community. Everyone knew him, and everyone has a good word to say about him. On behalf of Beth and John and all the family, I thank everyone who is here today for their presence, and it will mean a great deal uh, to them and a great consolation to them as well. Today there are many sad hearts here in the church, but I think that we are all lifted up by the memory of Jim's life and all of the good that he's done in a humble and quiet way. I don't think that he ever fully realised the high regard that many people had for him, but that's very often the way of people who are humble and self-effacing. We gather here then to remember Jim in, in prayers and to offer this Mass especially for him. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and whom your saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplication that your servant James for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. <coughs> A reading from the prophet Daniel. I, Daniel, was doing penance when I received this message from the Lord. At that time, Michael will stand up, the great prince who mounts guard over your people. There is going to be a time of great distress, unparalleled since nations first came into existence. When that time comes, your own people will be spared all those whose names are found written in the book. Of those who lie sleeping in the dust of the earth, many will awake, some of them to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting disgrace. The learned will shine as brightly as the vault of heaven, and those who have instructed many in virtue as bright as stars for all eternity. This is the Lord, word of the Lord. Shelter of the Lord, who 
reading from the second letter of St Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in is on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord. Going as we do by faith and not by sight, we are full of confidence. I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us, we will be brought out in the law, court of Christ, and each of us will get what we deserve for the things he did in the body, good or bad. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Sit down. The last years of Jim's life were painful to watch, painful to see that dramatic decline in his health. A cloud of confusion had descended upon him, and for a man who was always able and always fit, He eventually needed a lot of care. It couldn't have been more different from the way that it had been previously, so fit, so strong, so able to do so much. And it was hard for the family to see it. But in those final hours and days of his life, he was peaceful, and it was just as if his life had ebbed away. They were there to watch and to be with him. And he would be, have been so pleased at this because family life was always important to him. Many people since Jim's death have sent messages to say how sad they are to hear of his death. I think, as I mentioned at the beginning, he would be overwhelmed by all of this, overwhelmed at the number of messages, the cards, the good wishes that were sent and the prayers that were promised. He was a most modest and humble person and he'd have been the last to think of the high regard that so many people had of him. He would be pleased that we've gathered here today for the Mass because the Mass and the prayers were always important to him and he had a great love and belief in the sacrament of confession. He would come here regularly, uh, probably every week, but if not every week, then every few weeks. At church, he often asked me to pray for different things for himself, for family, for friends, for things that he was worried and concerned about. Prayers and faith were always important in his life. As you probably know, he was regularly sighted in the main street. I would see him walking uh, down the lane, and I knew exactly where he was going. He was going to the Sefton to sort out the problems of the world with his friends and maybe later also to bet the horses too. You would see him stride purposefully those thick spectacles who give everyone a nod, but he was a man on a mission. Just a thought on the readings uh, today. There's a journey for each of us there is a road to travel. Who knows where that journey 
will lead us, the twists and turns that come with life. But the readings remind us that all of us are moving towards a destination, an end point. And St. Paul himself says in the reading, in the end, we fold up the tent of our life and put it away, exchanging this earthly life for something else. We are packing away the tent of our life and exchanging it for a new home. We are moving from something good here on earth to something even better. There will be for all of us then that transition from here to there, from what we know now to not what we will know later on. The Gospel speaks of it in terms of like a homecoming in which we will be welcomed to a house in which there will be rooms aplenty. We are to expect all of us the generosity of God. The door will be opened, the fire lit, the table set, and our place will be assured. We can think today of Jim in no other place, for he has reached the end of the road. He has folded up the tent and moved up to a new house, not made by human hands, but in the heavens. In that place there's peace and joy. In that place there will be faces that he knows. In that place he comes as no stranger, but with an assurance that he will be with the Father in his home, as all of us will be. I think we have that quiet reassurance today, and we're not afraid, for we know that he is in God's loving hands. Just a few words then uh, today by way of reflection about uh, Jim's life. He was born on the 22nd of March 1938 at Bells Hill. He was the eldest child of Jimmy and Maggie Casey. His brother John was born in 1944 and they were to be close brothers and friends all their days. The family home was a very happy home. He grew up in Waverley Place in Bodwell, attended St Bride's School and St John's. He often said that he had a great childhood. In 1953, the family moved to View Park. His first job was as a plumber. I think he used to tell the family in years to come that he left that job because too many people were looking for a tap. (laughs) Sorry about that one. I think that was Jim's sense of humour. Like many of his generation, he did national service and enjoyed his time in Cyprus, where he was located. It will come as no surprise to many of you who have known uh, Jim uh, that he made friends there. And many years later, he revisited these same friends who were delighted to see him. When you were Jim's friend, you were Jim's friend. He got a job in the Hoover plant uh, here in the town, uh, which was something that changed his life. Became friends with the Allardyce family and started walking out with Beth. The best thing that he ever did, according to Beth. They were married on the Fair Friday in 1966. One year later, 1967, their firstborn Jacqueline arrived. Uh, He used to refer to this year as the best year of his life. 
but people were never really sure whether it was because Jacqueline had arrived that year or his own team, of course, had won the European Cup. <laughs> it said that as they scored on that day, he was holding poor Jacqueline, just a baby, jumped up and almost dropped her. No permanent damage done. Valerie arrived in 1968 and Jim completed in footballing terms the treble in 1970. He took up his work as a janitor in the 1970s and was a school janitor over decades to follow. First at a number of schools and then of course at the Trinity High School. Later in life he was delighted to have grandchildren to become a papa to Mark, Melissa, Declan, Dean, Jordan and Abby. He loved being a papa, loved to carry on with the children, loved to dress up as well. The grandchildren will miss him very much indeed. He would be delighted too to have great-grandchildren too, Aria and Molly and Mac as well. But especially I want to speak to you today about his work as janitor at Trinity High School. It's no exaggeration to say that he has a legendary status there. He was for 25 years, round about that, uh, in the school, greatly loved by staff and especially by the pupils. There was the head teacher and there was the janitor. And in truth, I think the janitor had more authority than the head teacher. Stories are numerous about his kindness, especially to the poorer children in the school and children who often found themselves in trouble. Children were sent to the janitor's office for someone to talk some sense into them. Many are the stories of his kindness that have not been forgotten. For children who were down and never seemed to like school, he was often the one thing that made it tolerable. If there was ever a job that was made for him, this was the job. These many years later, the pupils and all the pupils have a kindly word to say about Mr Casey. He was their janitor and they often speak of him simply in terms of being a friend and a person that they won't forget. Many people, as you know, speak about teachers and head teachers making skills. But in truth, the backbone of the school is janitors, cleaners, office staff, support staff who keep the place going and who are often the secret strength of both the building and the ethos of the school as well. I'm so sure if someone chooses to write the history of Trinity High School, the name of James Casey will deserve a chapter on its own. As I say... He would be the last to think of the high regard and the great esteem that he was held in by so many. I hope that Beth and all the family take comfort in the high regard that he was held in, especially today. Blessings in life come in all sorts of shapes and forms. Sometimes in moments, especially like this, we realise how lucky in life we've been by the people that surround us. We have that feeling today. When we think of a person 
like Jim, we realise how good life is and how much one life can do for so many. I suppose he never got any awards or titles, but I do hope in some way that he realised the great affection and the esteem that many people had for him. We believe, don't we, that we're put on earth to do good. And what a great thing is when you realise that you actually do that. That's a clear feeling that we have today about Jim, a good man who did good things, a kindly man, a man who was easy to be friends with. Today we come to the church to remember him and to offer up prayers for him. He was loved by Beth and John and all the family and, of course, many friends too and will not be forgotten. Today in the church maybe there is that sense of sadness, but today there's also joy, joy in the memory of Jim's life. I suppose in the end life always seems too short but we thank God for the life that we've been given and the life that many other people have been given to. May God grant Jim today peace and rest and may he be abundantly blessed. His road leads to heaven where there's peace and joy and where all our roads lead to.
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant, finding through your mercy the pardon he sought for all his sins, may exult forever with all your saints and praise your glory forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he is the salvation of the world, the life of the human race, the resurrection of the dead. And through him the host of angels adore you and rejoice in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. Holy, 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 O Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Please be seated. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember James, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand.
pray together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Just to invite you to come forward uh, to Holy Communion and, and, uh, as you do so, uh, because of the restrictions, I must invite you to receive Holy Communion on your hand. Uh, if you don't want to receive Holy Communion but would like to come forward for a blessing, please feel free to do that. Uh, so just indicate that by placing your hand on your breast and I'll give you uh, a blessing rather than uh, Holy Communion. Soon I shall go 
Please stand. As we receive these heavenly gifts, we give you thanks, O Lord, and humbly pray that the soul of your servant James, freed, from your, freed through your son's passion from the bonds of sin, may come happily into your presence. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
Once you healed the lame and gave sight to the blind. 